0: Welcome to episode 46 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I cover chapters 6 through 14 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, we announce our Crave the Book podcast giveaway winner. So be sure to stay tuned for that. We also discuss Grace's meeting with Hudson in the library. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. All right, guys, episode 46, and it's our... Giveaway episode, or it's our giveaway winner announcement episode. Um, so if you missed this giveaway, or if you're listening to it way after uh, July 19th, <laughs> sorry you missed it, but that's okay because we want to start doing more of these. And Amber and I are trying to think of some ways to be able to. Uh, you know, raise the funds to do these more frequently because they are expensive and we do pay for them out of pocket and we don't make any money on the podcast. So if you're interested in, you know, kind of following that journey and potentially being able to enter more giveaways, be sure to join our Facebook group, which is Crave the Book Podcast Tea Room.
1: Which I think we should definitely make a logo for and add some mugs.
0: Yes, that would be great because we could we need some merch. Yeah, that's merch that we could do because it's not related. Like, it it's not the book. So
1: yeah, I, I I feel bad like whenever I see anybody posting in any of the groups, like look what I got, and everybody's like, oh my
0: god, give me the link. Where did you get it? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. The thieves. The thieves. Yeah, it's not legal, guys. I know that it that everybody does it, but everybody does it doesn't mean legal. And trust me, Amber and I are not only do we both run businesses. My business is about teaching people how to run businesses. So we we're not trying to be those like we don't want anybody. We don't want to get anybody into trouble. Yeah, we're not the lame adults who are like, oh, that's illegal. No, really, like, you can get in a lot of trouble. And I've already And we don't to want Entangled. Entangled
1: Teen. We don't want Entangled Teen to have to be the people to, like, pull you up on it either. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really uncomfortable. I had to do that recently for my own artwork. And it doesn't feel good. You don't feel like you're getting one up on the person who's stolen your artwork. Like, it just feels dirty. Like, excuse me, the money you made from that. Is supposed to be
0: mine. Can I? Can I have it? Please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just be careful, guys. Uh, just because other people are doing it doesn't mean that they won't get caught. It just means that they haven't been caught yet. So with nope. with all that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and read the comment that our winner left, and then then that winner can sit, you know, in suspense, waiting. So. Basically, in our Crave the Book podcast, Tea Room, which is where we kind of held our giveaway this time, um, we asked our members, crap, what did we ask them? What they would what they would sneak into the Catmere cafeteria on Wingo Wednesday so that they didn't have to eat the blood food. So yep. our winner said, I'd bring a load of chocolate and sweets on a backpack and if someone asked what was in it, uh, I have books on top to hide what is really in the bag.
1: I like going going to the cinema.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it's. Do it's, you guys do
1: that too? Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, it was, it <laughs> was even better. and it. it's obvious that you've got stuff in your bag.
0: It, well, in high school, I wore trip pants, and the pockets in my trip pants were so big. That I could just shove like I could fit full, like closed drinks, like not not like not like a bottle, but like when you go to McDonald's and you get the the cup with the lid, I could fit those down in my pockets, and they wouldn't tip. Do you guys have pick and mix? I, that is the most British thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> pick and mix is when you you almost kind of get like a big takeaway, like slushy cup, I suppose. Uh, or a bucket and you have like almost a vending machine of all the different types of candy you can get and you just fill the cup up as much as you possibly can and you have to have the lid on you can't just keep filling the lid has to go on but you pay per cup um, and that's the kind of thing that like you like sneak into cinemas usually is that you go to a supermarket
0: and fill
1: this cup up with all the different sweets
0: now we've we have kind of things like that but it's like you fill a bag and they weigh it oh
1: yeah i mean yeah they they do that in the ye olde sweeter shop.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um they do that um but like that's where like they have like the big old weighing scales and you say like can I like can I have a quarter of this and I'm like oh, what does that even mean a quarter of what cuz <laughs> I have in my head a kilo but you have in your head a pound and I don't know
0: it was old people they yeah. never moved to metric <laughs> poor, this poor giveaway winner is probably like oh my god is it me do you are you able to see the name do you do you yes. want to do the honors I will. It is, of course, Lucy Smith, of who course, is the winner of our giveaway.
1: If she remembers her own comment,
0: <laughs> <laughs> So or people go, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Lucy Smith. Um, if you would please send me an email at crave the book podcast at gmail.com. I should probably confirm that. You know what? I'll reach out to you on Facebook. <laughs> um, we don't know our email addresses, guys. I think it's Crave the Book Podcast. I'll 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 message you on Facebook or I'll, I'll comment on the post um, after this airs. That way, we can. What would have, you? What would you take? What would you take? What would I take to uh, avoid to avoid the blood food? I mean, I doubt. See, we we made it seem like you're smuggling it in, but I doubt the vampires are like, no, you have to eat this. So. You know, just assuming that it's not something that I have to keep, like, secretive and I'm just able to, like, bring food in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems that granola bars and, and Pop-Tarts are readily accessible at this school. <laughs> yes. So I would say that that would be an okay substitute because we have to work work with what is laying around, I would assume.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I would try and t- to bring something savory because this, this school seems to have an endless surplus of sugar. Um, that's America, baby. So, yeah. I'd probably bring a little picnic. I, I feel like I'm quite a caring person. And like Hudson, I would show up with like three of each just to make sure that I wasn't sat there eating my lunch when everybody else was like, oh, Aww. why didn't we get any? <laughs> why are you like, I'm going mean- sat there like, mm, <laughs> my food. Mm, much um, too good a, for and you. And then maybe like instigate like a rota. I was like, okay, so if you like this, next week we're going to do it a little bit different. It's taco week. You bring the taco shells you bring the peppers you're turning this
0: into like a potluck potluck at the Katmir cafeteria yeah that sounds like an asmr potluck wingo potluck wingo
1: (laughs) (laughs) well if if no one's eating the food because the vampires the people who it could be for they're not eating no one is eating this food no maybe the werewolves
0: yeah they might not mind as much Though you I don't might, know. You might we think the same about dragons. Going, mm. Yeah. Because dragons, I would assume, are carnivorous. If we're looking at... Yeah. They've got... And the, wit- point the, of the witch is like eating like eye of newt and toe of toad and things. <laughs> are they eating
1: those <laughs> things? I don't know. I don't think that they they seem eating. to have a lot <laughs>
0: just for spells. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and... Um, jump in. We do have quite a few spoilers today. All of them are Amber's um, because I I didn't think of any. And then I look at Amber's spoiler section and it's huge. And I'm like, wow, I must must have just missed a lot. So um, guys, for some reason, this is your first time listening. There's a sound you should listen out for. Amber, do you want to tell them what that sound is? Well, of course, it's Lucy Smith. Lucy? Sorry. Make sure you make 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 a bunch of noise. What does a Lucy Smith sound like? It sounds like woo. Well, Lucy Smith's profile picture is a penguin, so we're assuming that Lucy Smith is it's actually, a penguin. Yeah, Lucy Smith is actually a penguin. Maybe uh, uh, we uh, we don't judge you. Identify as whatever you would want to
1: identify in this podcast. Even if it's just for the hour and then you have to go back to work, normal. You get to just You're be a penguin. penguin with us today, Lucy. I think if you can find a penguin noise, I think that would be a much funnier spoiler section.
0: Is that the sound of penguin? That's, no, that's a duck. duck. <laughs> I don't know what sound a penguin
1: makes. <laughs> then, they're noisy. I've played enough Planet Zoo to know that you want to leave that area while well alone because it's so loud.
0: All right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoilers. Uh, spoiler sound. Well, so, like, every other
1: week is going to be the wolf howl. Sounds just like
0: this. (laughs) Someday I'm just not going to put the wolf howl in, and it's just going to be us sounding like idiots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But apparently everybody else who's listening joins in. Oh, really? Everybody does the howl with us? Everyone does the howls. And can you imagine that if everybody who loves us so much that like as soon as it's live to stream they go to listen to it and they're all kind of relatively in the same spot and then it comes to the spoiler section and
0: everybody howls it's like that'd be great it'd be like if everybody on earth jumped at the same time type thing you hear your next door neighbor do you reckon we could do like a
1: tiktok or um, at least an Instagram reel, if everybody sent us a clip of them going, ooh, we could put it all together and it sound like a chorus of wolves. We should. Let's
0: do it. Post them in, well, I don't know if I can download them from the Facebook group. Uh,
1: you can do it from in, uh, TikTok and you can do it from Instagram. Like a duet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let, w- and we just we just do all the howls together, and it would sound amazing. Let's plan the logistics. Or of terrible. That. That's what I'm saying. It can. It might. It, could, it might be You know, awful. when you put. You know, when you put all the colors together, and you're like, "This is going to be a lovely fucking rainbow," and there's brown.
0: <laughs> 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 it's just brownie gray. <laughs> um, let's let's figure out the the technicalities of it, and then we'll figure it out because i don't have like I'll,
1: I'll do i'll do one for you to see what like how you can download it and everybody on my instagram is gonna be like
0: what the hell is this
1: <laughs> it's like i'm just howling for no reason
0: yeah well you and sound- It'd be
1: great we could get some dogs involved as well we get some huskies oh that'd be fun i can't my dog doesn't howl unless he's like severely distressed
0: i tried to teach it on cute but it <laughs> no well, for now, if you guys decide to do it, just tag our Instagram, which is uh, Crave Series Aesthetic, and we we'll... could just go hashtag, hashtag Crave Spoiler or something. Well, that might be a hashtag already. Crave, crave the Book Podcast. <laughs> yes. Hashtag Crave the Book Podcast, and we'll be able to find it. But any anywho, um, how will indicate spoilers and... You guys will need to leave if you haven't read through till court. Definitely court. Yes.
1: Yeah, I went a bit crazy.
0: Yeah, big, big fan theories in the spoiler section. I may have read them. All the tabs on my computer. I'm I'm lost. The heat is getting to me. I feel delirious. (laughs) UK is seeing the biggest heat wave ever. So you'll have London
1: was the hottest place on earth yesterday. Oh my god. Did you like genuinely? I don't, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it's so
0: odd. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll speed round so you can turn your fan on. I'm currently back on. like, like holding my arms up so that my pits
1: don't stick. <laughs> um, I look like I am doing the best imitation of Heather Crab ever.
0: I have a note about that. Oh, really? Out. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, okay. Let's actually get into this because. Yeah. 16 minutes
0: in and we've not said a single thing about what happened to these guys. <laughs> so first of all, I just wanted to point out that when Hudson enters the cafeteria, th- this this is so relatable that he enters the cafeteria, everybody goes just totally like dead silent looking at Hudson, Grace is obviously sitting next to Jackson, and they kind of, like, let go of each other's hands. And then there's Macy, who's just waving her arms around, trying to flag him. And I can just—this is a movie <laughs> scene. Like, yep. I, can, I can visualize her, like, over, over here, over here, like, waving her arms around while everybody else is just dead silent. And all you hear is, like, the sound of, like, forks and— <laughs> chairs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like there's definitely been a nightmare that I've had that is like that
0: where you're waving your arms when, around screaming over no, here. No, <laughs> uh, when you walk into a room and everybody just looks at you. Oh. Like it completely like just the clatter of cutlery. Just how dare you walk in? I would dance. I would just start dancing. I no. dance in any uncomfortable situation where I'm in front of strangers. I start dancing. Well, I will take your lead.
1: Um, and I will also dance and let you know if that stops it being awkward.
0: <laughs> it won't. I don't think it will. It won't. But one it's person it. will laugh. Sure. Yes. <laughs> one. One. <laughs> ah. And it'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be you'll do that laugh thing where you're like, <laughs> please,
1: please stop looking at me.
0: <laughs> stop looking. Um. <laughs> so we get Grace's first panic attack. Which you know what I, I've noticed is that Covet is the first book where she actually really really has a panic attack. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Or a described panic attack where she's, like, doing breathing exercises. Or maybe she's been having them all along and this is just the first time that we have, like, someone coaching her through them. Yeah, but the the problem is, like, Jackson's not actually seen
1: her have one yet, I'm sure. Hudson's always been the person to bring her out of them. So it makes me wonder how many in the three weeks she has had. Because he seems to be like at least he knows what to do in his own way. Like maybe she's had multiple because it like that didn't seem to be like oh like what can I do moment. It was very much like a breathe. We know this. We've gone through this before. This is just another one. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it, it does make me think how many others she's had, and no one is thinking Grace should get a therapist. Or needs to deal with these things, like go for her own coping mechanisms. They're just like, yeah, she'll be fine. Just breathe, you'll be fine. It's like God, guys, no one wants to keep living with panic attacks. That's not that's not a
0: fun thing to have. It's hers hers are like she can't. she's like, <gasps> <gasps> like she's not able to like suck in a breath of air. Yeah. Like Which i totally had. That's like that's how I can feel mine starting
1: is that I feel like my chest is all like fluttery, like I can't quite catch a breath. Um and I can feel it coming. But then when it's like full on, like it's like a <gasps> <gasps> and nothing like I'm not I'm getting zero oxygen from that. Um and uh it's not so much that if I continued that I would in inst- like uh what's the word? induce my own panic attack um you can actually fake one until you have it yeah um, and uh, that's quite scary because if people go like okay so what do i look out for and i'm like i don't want to act out this too well because- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like I, I feel like she's clearly had others and everybody's just like yeah this is fine yeah and that's quite a severe one as well. It's, it's not like a, it was, it went from 0 to, like, to from 0, like from not to 60 straight away. Like it, she immediately couldn't breathe. It wasn't like a bottom lip wobbling. Oh God, I'm feeling that, that panic. He said one thing and it immediately resulted in her hyperventilating.
0: And then he gets her calmed down and he still proceeds to make it worse. Oh, he's such a dick. I
1: I really hate him. like The first time he's being actually selfless, in a way, where he's saying this isn't right, this isn't working, as a relationship you need to be on your own for a bit, you don't do that to someone after a panic attack. Not because you can feel guilty or um like the the whole like oh i can't break up with her because she's feeling suicidal or i can't break up with her because she's she's really delicate right now no you should but you need to do it in a way where you're not just going to leave her and he does like he disappears he just and after he like crushes her face with a kiss as well which is completely non-like don't do that that's mixed signals dude
0: um, don't, yeah don't
1: say like this is not working uh we're breaking up which he doesn't say in any capacity and if you are breaking up with somebody you need to physically say the words either it's over or i don't think we should see each other anymore or we should just take be a friends. break make sure make sure that both of you are on the same page because to be honest after that exchange I only knew that they had broken up because Grace says it in the next chapter. Yeah. Like, especially if it ended in a kiss. Like, that's very confusing to anybody. So don't do that. No matter how in love with them you are, and if you know that it's not right, if it's going to fix itself, you'll get a kiss later. Like, hold off on the love if you're trying to break up with someone because that, uh, that's just confusing.
0: Yeah, if you're like both, if both parties are mutually agreeing to break up and you're able to share like a friendly, like last hug, last kiss with the understanding both of you want to break up, that's different. But mm-hmm. every single time that I have been in a hard breakup that I, I wasn't choosing to break up, I was being broken up with, I've always like had to deal with like that last kiss and it gave me that hope. And that's not what you want. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: And you, you wouldn't want to do that to somebody who you, who you love. You wouldn't want to give them false hope when they, when it's not working because that it's not that they're not, they're not going to try if you don't give them hope. But if the relationship is over, you need to be very clear about that. And it wasn't clear. And he kind of just left her in her room. And she already knew that that conversation was going to take place. Because when she's anxious, she starts to talk about how, okay, from my memory, I know we go to his room for X, Y, and Z. This is neither of those letters. Because we're going to my room. And I therefore know that something Serious is about to happen.
0: And that's actually a good strategy. I always say that when you are going to have a hard talk with someone, you need to get them outside of what is normal because it puts them in a listening mood, especially if you're dealing with somebody who doesn't normally listen to you. If you need to have a hard talk, it's best to say, Hey, can you want to do you want to take a walk? Do you want to go to like do you want to meet me at a coffee shop? Do you want to do this? Because then they're like, "Whoa, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is something serious." And that's I, I noticed that in in Twilight as well when Edward's like, "Hey, come take a walk with me," which that was an idiot move because that led to Bella just laying in the woods in a puddle. That
1: wasn't a safe place, though.
0: No, that was not a safe place to take her. He they went like way out in the woods, and she, mm. yeah. And I, I am I'm honestly surprised that because. Based
1: on what I know about forks, Washington and like bears and wolves and things, I'm surprised they still found her alive. Yeah. (laughs) She could have, she could have died from exposure. She could have died from anything. And he was like, I'm going to ditch you because the lifestyle that we have together is toxic and I'm dangerous for you. So I'm going to abandon you in a, in a jungle. Okay. Bye. (laughs)
0: What if they found her, like, weeks later and she was, like, a half-eaten, like, skeleton?
1: Oh, like in Breaking Dawn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, too soon, Amber. Too soon. Spoilers. <laughs>
1: uh, it's that breastbone, that breastbone, bone breaking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: so I, I went to make a note last night but you had already done it, of this this stupid Jackson line. Mm-hmm. He's trying to break up with her. And Grace goes,
1: well, don't I get a vote? <laughs> and he goes, you had a vote, Grace, and you chose. <laughs> what a cock. Yeah, like she... How did she choose? Firstly, the bond snapped in place when she was unconscious. Secondly... He chose to not be with her. Whether it was that that was his end goal, and he changed his mind, he chose to not be with her, and then put her in that position. If he had doubts, then why wouldn't she have gone with someone at the end of it
0: anyway? But yeah, you 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 chose knob. What a knob? That would be that would be like like if you fell asleep during a movie. And someone's like, you chose to fall asleep. Like, no. I did not. You chose to you chose to to cry when the when the dog in the movie died. Like, what?
1: Also, if she did choose, she would have literally won the circle trial, kind of died or whatever she did in the hole. Came back to life. Hudson goes, keep your hands off my mate. And then she goes, Oh, thank. God, finally. Yes. Bye, Jackson.
0: Yeah, but they've been trying to hold on to this relationship even after feeling nothing because the mating bond isn't there anymore.
1: I I only think that it was awkward, not because there was a mating bond, but because of the way that he acted throughout Crush. Yeah. Like, that's not a oh the mating bond doesn't exist so therefore we can't have a relationship or a mating bond exists with someone else and therefore my relationship cannot continue it's a you disappointed me again and again and again and again so actually maybe i've fallen out of love but i wasn't aware of it until somebody said by the way he's not your mate anymore Because at no point during the trial either, whenever she was talking about how her mating bond broke, she was only talking about the pain that it had caused and that she wished that she had had a chance because Cole was the one that did it. At no point did she say, I wish I had Jackson by my side, mate or not. Like, at no point did she, like, look for him in the crowd and get that resilience from it. It was a resilience from seeing her friend circle, not specifically Jackson. He wasn't her partner for a very long time. And that's when she chose not to be with Hudson, but to not be with Jackson. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's kind of saying that she was the one with the deciding vote. That she was the one that decided and chose, and yet he took no part in that whatsoever. And he's the one that's doing the selfless move of breaking up. He's he's giving her a chance to move on. Yeah, and it, I mean, some of the things he did say, something like they were very true. It was the I can't stand looking at my brother's face when you walk away, and that's not. Not something that I was expecting from Jackson, but also,
0: if you're in love with someone,
1: that shouldn't matter.
0: Especially if it's your brother, because there's going to be the rivalry factor.
1: Yeah. Like, if you found out that Mark's best friend was in love with you, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and Mark went, I can't stand to see the way that he looks at you, so we're breaking up. (laughs) You're like, pardon? Like, what? Yeah. At no point did he say, I see the way you look at him, or I see the way that you are craving his attention, or I see the way that you are, um, mirroring each other and doing the things like, like a couple would. And I feel like I'm the third wheel and that shouldn't be it in a relationship. Instead, it's all about Hudson, who has been in love with her for
0: however long they've been together. And, and that's the issue is Why that. Why wouldn't he look at that? It's been the it's been the consistent theme with Jackson's character even even you know early on in Crush where Jackson he does not consider how Grace feels about things before he makes a decision and despite the fact that it's good that they ended up breaking up because he's been a douche since the last book he's he never considers how things are going to affect grace or or at least be able to give her a choice he thinks he knows what's best for her Mm -hmm. and And I,
1: i also think that he because hudson was in her head he would have never seen how he looked at her before so he thinks that this is all since the mating bond snaps in place but actually if he had seen hudson this whole time he probably would have noticed that
0: he was in love with her anyway. Yeah, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I said Jackson's the one who put the whole "it's just the mating bond" thing into Grace's head in the first place, um, because he tells her that eventually she will love Hudson. He's like, you know, she says, "I don't love him," and he's like, "Don't worry, you will. Once once you let the mating bond work its magic, you'll you will. It'll snap into place." And then the entire book every time she starts to feel anything for Hudson and starts to actually, like, work into a a healthy relationship with him, she's like, oh, it's just the mating bond. Yeah.
1: Which is just, it's so sad that, like, neither of them gave a chance for it to work because neither of them communicated anymore. I mean... I mean throughout these next chapters she's immediately thinking he doesn't want to be mated with me and that's the reason why he's researching mating bonds. Yeah. Not uh, well this thing has happened this this disease has happened to me or this affliction has happened to me or anything like that it's actually well th- th- this life event has happened to me and I want to know why or I want to know how it happened because it shouldn't have been able to happen, not because it was a negative thing, but because it's never happened before. But she immediately assumes that Hudson doesn't want to play any part of it, and he wants to immediately revoke it,
0: because Jackson did exactly the same. Yeah, and and she's... So in. it's a couple weeks later, and she decides to go to the library to finally start doing her research for her... You know, After final assignment shower for a solid week, yeah. she's she's like, well, i didn't I didn't cry in the shower today, so I must be okay to leave my room. And <laughs> um, because she still does have to graduate. That was like the big stressor of our last episode is that poor grace, she hasn't been s- at school for most of this school year, and she has to make up a bunch of assignments. So she goes to the library in her ripped up sweatpants and one direction t-shirt to go kind of have like a, What I assume is a late night study session. And wouldn't you know that she walks in and, of course, she. She also
1: finds out that Jackson hasn't told anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. She and she. Which is
1: like, she thinks it's a good thing. He's like, oh, he's sparing me the embarrassment. No, he's putting all of the embarrassment
0: on you. Because you have to break it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not that anybody would have gone, it's a bit weird that Grace hasn't come out of her bedroom for a week. I mean, Macy has Jackson to know. Has. Well, yeah, Macy has to know. But also, wouldn't all of the circle and all of the people that you'd think would be very close to her? But apparently even Hudson doesn't
0: know. So therefore, who did he actually tell? The circle has to know because... Or not the circle, I'm sorry. The, the order has to know because they haven't been going to the lunchroom, right? It. She said that... Jackson and the Order have, like, kind of disappeared and they're off doing their own thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like he has put all of the onus on Grace to be the one to break the news to people that they're no longer together because he was an absolute coward and didn't want to tell people that the reason why they've broken up was because, A he found a spell to break a bond and B that he was
0: the one that broke it. Yeah. Because like, it really is all his fault and he would have to admit that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because Grace, like she's like, well, it wasn't my choice to break up and he just kind of dumped me on my bedroom door.
0: Yeah. Um. So we get, did, did you listen to the song? Do you know what this? No. I know that James Bay is like, "Eh."
1: I wrote it down because I wanted to. And then obviously I got distracted
0: by life. Life got in the way. See, the thing was, I was going to, I was going to like, if you knew what the song was, because I don't, I was going to have you sing it. Oh, I know some, I
1: know some James Bay songs, but not that one. Oh, Um, But I was thinking like, I don't even remember it being in the Crave's, like playlist, like, and clearly it it meant something to her. And I was like, oh, I'm wondering
0: whether this comes back in Charm. It's in our, um, it is in our. I need to actually. I have all the playlist songs. I just need to put them into Spotify. But I have them all in order. Maybe I'll do that this week because I have them all from from Court and some of the um bonus chapters from. Some of the other books that had, like, exclusive editions, I put those in there. Um, But this whole scene, like, it's so relatable. Grace, like, having the song come on, and then she's, like, fumbling and trying to turn off the song, only to mess everything up and make it start playing out of her speakers and play louder. And... (laughs) This this is especially relatable because when I used to go to the gym, I always had this paranoia that people could hear what I was listening to. And I was never listening to anything bad, but I was usually like listening to very aggressive metal. And I I did have occasions where I thought that the music was coming through my headphones and it wasn't. It was coming through my phone speakers and I was just walking around like blasting music through the gym
1: uh <laughs> do you do you have those like okay I suppose like do you have like public buses that aren't necessarily thought of as like a negative thing like they're just public transport
0: in in like big cities usually okay. usually in like in our area the the public transportation is very um it, it's highly utilized by like the druggies and stuff like it's not a safe place to to go you don't go to the I bus see. stop when you live in my area it's scary interesting
1: scary people so, like um, so imagine a, pub- a public bus and that back seat that like the row of seats rather than the twos there's just a row of like four seats uh-huh. all at once right they right at the back and that's where the teenagers go and back in like when i was Quite a young teenager, when everybody was getting their phones for the first time, it would be where you would choose your ringtone. Obnoxiously. You would just be playing your, all your ringtones, all the possible, possible variations of the like polyphonic ringtones at the back. But that's where like, whenever you think of somebody playing music out of their phone speakers, you immediately go, Oh, like a kid at the back of the bus. And it's because, yeah, they never had headphones. It was like they could afford the phone, but they couldn't, (laughs) they couldn't afford headphones. We, or they wanted to share the music with their friends. It was weird. Yeah. That's like, but ever, everybody on the bus would just look at them like, I hate
0: you. (laughs) If I go to a restaurant and like, there's always one, one like group of like teenagers all watching like loud TikTok videos with no no regard for anybody else at the restaurant just listening to loud TikTok videos that kills me. Yeah. Um so here's here this is a great question that you asked. Yeah. Um so she comes across Hudson and he
1: is in his full glory. And apparently he's he's in his pompadour. And I'll say, the frick is a pompadour, and
0: why do you think we have them? His Brit boy pompadour. So scroll... What the hell is that? Scroll down to the attachments. Oh, a quiff. What? A quiff. (laughs) That is a quiff.
1: That is a pompadour. No. that Your word is stupid. You make it sound like you're, like, from the French Revolution. (laughs) That's a quiff. Edward Cullen has a pompadour no he has a quiff (laughs) type in hair quiff and guaranteed all the images would be exactly the same
0: okay
1: Q-U-I-F-F quiff well and back in the day I used to do that with my fringe so I'd have my hair down but then my fringe I would kind of pin it down but then push it to the front of my skull
0: (laughs) it would go up (laughs) we call for 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 ladies we call those uh we I called them like bumps you do your oh. ha- doing your hair with the bumps they also used to have these things called bumpets for like the top of your head <laughs> where you would pull your hair over top of your bumpet and it would make like the top of your head look real big that's hilarious i don't i don't know i don't know why it was like it was like the lesser beehive you did your bumpet in the in the Early thousands, yeah. Uh, it just reminds me of "Bump It Louder." <laughs> bump it. I don't what uh, I don't know what the obsession is with making your hair as large as possible. <laughs> who knows? Who um, knows? It's never,
1: never. I think it's like, like I think that they that happens from men who like obviously have a lot of hair and they want to show it because a man with a lot of hair at a certain age is quite a um. Feet. I mean, my poor husband. He has, he has none. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So thank you for clearing that up. I now know what a pompadour is. Yeah, we've we've learned something. Vampires with pompadours. That should be. Yep. That sounds like a uh, like a Panic at the Disco style band. Vampires with pompadours. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so. My favorite line from this entire interaction is (laughs) Hudson, well, first he comes over and he gently takes the phone out of Grace's hand, turns the music off, and just places it back in her hand and goes to walk away. And she's like, you're not even going to talk to me? like." She, she does get really rude with him. And, but the thing is that I hate is like, she says that she's mad and she doesn't care. She's like aware that she's being rude to him, but like she doesn't care at all. She's not even interested in attempting to have a civil conversation with him. And if she, in would, a library. Yeah. In a library, too. She's just starting <laughs> drama in the library. And then he's like, you've got a hole in your pants. And, and her immediate reaction is, did you do this? Did you put this hole in my pants? <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, I did. I absolutely used my fabric ripping superpowers to disintegrate a hole over your crotch, <laughs> which is literally the line. Um, I, I laughed so hard because it was he has, he has some great lines. Yeah, it was just such an abs- it was such an absurd thing to assume. Like, it reminded me of like when you when you find a ripped up tissue and you point at it to your dog and you're like, did you do this? Did you do this? <laughs>
1: I'm uh, I'm uh, writing it down for a line for my husband to read for us.
0: That whole, that whole part, that whole interaction yeah. okay. would would okay. have been good. You should just mark that page because I think that it would the, have been a good. Page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you got, you got one of the notes that I, I thought I was so witty. I was like, oh, I'm going to be so funny. And then I go and it's <laughs> already there.
1: Uh, yeah, he um, he's, this talk- he's talking to Grace, and this this werewolf comes up, and uh, Grace immediately feels like kind of threatened and, and like not safe. And Hudson goes, "You're going to turn around now." And
0: I was like,
1: "These are not the droids you are looking for." Yeah, he's like, "I'm <laughs> he's- going to turn around now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was really like quite obviously like using a
0: magic trick, and he's like, "No, I don't have any of my powers. I'm a vampire." I'm scary, rare. I mean, it would have to be because he's scary if he doesn't have any of his powers Spoilers. they, they said that they said that it's that the that the wolf was younger,
1: yeah, but at the same time the way like if you like suddenly feeling very threatened and somebody went, you're gonna turn around now, you just go, oh, okay, all right, not I'm going to turn around now. <laughs> And then he doesn't turn around. He he walks back, following Hudson's face the entire time because he's like, "I'm going to watch my back," <laughs> because that's what exactly what Hudsons are planning on
0: doing is starting a school mutiny in the library, <laughs> late night mutiny in the library. That's another <laughs> band, another band. We've got. We should make a tour shirt. Another one is Velma's Cookies. Great name for a band, <laughs> Velma's Cookies. Yeah. So. And stroppy statue. <laughs> <laughs> We've got I'm full, just reading my notes. Full lineup. Um, <laughs> so we Grace finally asks, like, "What do you remember from my from our time?" You know, being in the Gargoyle. And Hudson says, "I remember everything." Mm-hmm. Like he he like almost takes offense to the fact that she asked, like, "What do you remember?" Like, no, I remember everything. Yep. And then he goes through this sequence of all these different memories that would seem relatively insignificant, but that only he would know if he and Grace really, like, had those deep conversations.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, did you ever read those, like, agony on columns? of, like, in, in magazines, was so like, Nate, what's the most embarrassing story from your teenage life? Yeah. And it's always like, I forgot my swimming costume one time, so I had to just wear my bra. I, I'm 30 years old. If I need to get in a pool and I have to wear my bra, there's absolutely no different from wearing a bikini top, and it does not bother me. I have way more embarrassing stories than that. But as a teenager, you think that literally, like, the silliest things are like clandestine, like no one must utter a word of this to
0: anybody. And I'm
1: like, I ain't got time for secrets, especially the silly ones like that.
0: Yeah, she was on. Uh, she was super embarrassed like, that that he brought I said, you up a purple. You can't possibly know that. Yeah, he brought up this purple bikini that was apparently very tiny, and he was like, "It's very." Or it was very geometric and he made like little <laughs> air triangles. <laughs> Which I love
1: because you immediately know exactly why he means by that. <laughs> You're just like, Yep, I've definitely got some geometric
0: uh designs of my own. The little I'm picturing like the little nipple triangle covers, like just just those idiots. Well, bit. I was
1: I was wondering whether he meant that or whether he meant like y- you know those like bondage corset kind of things yeah. where there's just like loads of just straps that like the worst tan lines you'll ever see. <laughs> I'm wondering whether he means geometric like that. I picture like, both, the straps. Cuz it's <laughs> lots and lots and lots of straps. Lots of material but none of it covering the
0: right areas. Yeah, cuz he said he said tiny she said tiny and he said strappy and geometric. So maybe it's both. It's tiny little triangles covering the the important parts, and the rest of it's just all strappy. Yes, and purple. Yes, maybe somebody, we've, somebody from the podcast, can try to find a picture of it and post it in the group. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: but yeah, we 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 find out that uh, Hudson starts like going through her like rerun of all of her memories that she shared with him, and some of them are really stupid. She's like, I haven't told anybody that, and I'm like, Ugh. woman. You need to get some priorities as to what is an embarrassing story and what is not an embarrassing story. And Velma's cookies is not worth the weight of that memory.
0: <laughs> no, no. Velma, she she apparently went and got cookies from Velma, who was a old lady who ran a bakery and california and every day she went and she got a chocolate chip cookie and an oatmeal cookie because she didn't really like the oatmeal cookies but she wanted to be nice so she always ordered them and then she was really upset because she realized that she never said goodbye to velma and it, here's the thing my my thought was that okay we got heatherware crab right and we have mm-hmm. uncle phil what about velma <laughs> velma's
1: the big bad evil yeah, Velma, Velma. I'll tell you what though, a cookie shop, cookie shop would definitely
0: be a nice ASMR. Velma's cookie shop. Well, we were gonna do the uh, the one from later in the book that has to do with cookies. Yes. So baking okay. baking cookies. So I'll, I'll I might incorporate that in. Um, we we also find out Grace asks like, what were what did we do the whole time? And Hudson's just like jumping jacks. <laughs> Lots. And lots of jumping jacks. And she's like, but I hate he jumping jacks. He says it jacks. in a
1: way that you can like, do I believe you? But also that's so ridiculous that it's going to have to be true.
0: And he answered so quick. He's just like jumping jacks. <laughs> yep.
1: It does, ma- it does make me wonder like just how much of it is actually true. Because like, you know, when you're, you're like, I don't want to tell this person the truth because it'll hurt more than anything. Like, for example, we just were naked. Yep. a lot <laughs> like she'd be like what but he's just gonna say like what they did at the beginning because that is what her mindset is currently. yeah and if it was junk and Jacks then that's the lesser evil of telling her that <laughs> than letting her know exactly what they got up to because we don't we still don't know and we won't find out until charm comes out but we can only assume that that would be maybe
0: a week of their time together. Are we gonna get a lot of jumping jacks and charm? I hope not. Like every That's day. boring writing. Cause, she, cause she's a <laughs> cause she was a gargoyle the whole time. She was stone and and he, No, no, he says no. He says no. He's like, you shook
1: the room when you do it. And then he like he realized just embarrassed how embarrassed she was. He was like, no, you weren't. Like it's fine. Oh, I missed that. He did he did say no you no you weren't like it was all a joke at her expense because it sounds ridiculous and immediately
0: diffused the situation yeah because he was like i tried to get you to do like a quieter hobby like skeet shooting but <laughs>
1: yeah like he's he's constantly trying to cheer her up and make her feel less self-conscious of herself she wants
0: but- she wants to be self-conscious with herself like she wants to yeah. she wants to be mad right now and this is just a toxic time for them to even try to have a commute or have any communication with each other. Like, it's not, it's not a good time. And she even she turns into a gargoyle out of spite and he starts like panicking. But he, it's just mean. Yeah, she's purposely
1: that's, being uh, mean. It's like someone's like doing a silent treatment or just storming off. It's such a childish way of diffusing a situation or, um, settling an argument um like trying to get one up on somebody trying to get like like get even was like well if i do this then you'll then you'll shut up won't you and it's like really
0: have you not learned anything how old is how old is hudson it's like the equivalent of like pretending to be like sick in the hospital or something yeah Like
1: it's it's so silly it's so silly and so something that like he was he was trapped in with her for four months wouldn't you assume that your significant other would also be terrified that you were doing again and you weren't aware of how you got there yeah she's only just understanding her own powers i'm also wondering if she goes back to a gargoyle
0: right now would she get her memories back like just full like full like turning yeah is she able to do that because she said that she can kind of control how far she goes but what would happen yeah if... she does in court obviously Hmm. it's probably one of when those like went, not yeah. worth the risk
1: i don't know i think that it's worth the risk i would i would have definitely tried it when i was alone i've got no stakes what if what, you get stuck cyrus all gonna alone do? what's cyrus gonna do He's like he turns up and he's like I'm I'm here to take the gargoyle. Uh, she's stuck as a gargoyle. He's like what do you do with that? Put her in the garden. You're like, oh, okay. Like but he's not going to put her in the dungeon. <laughs> that's a nice decoration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just I feel like she the, Grace doesn't want to know, and I think that's the issue. Yeah, she's going to ask all these questions, but she doesn't want to know the answers. And I think Hudson notes that he she doesn't want to know the answers because. Even us as a reader, and we obviously don't get a lot of Hudson's lines. We get his point of view a few times for chapters, but we can assume what went on.
0: Is Grace that naive? Yeah. So annoying. She's naive the entire series.
1: You definitely got dick. Okay. (laughs) Definitely. Because he immediately says, like, um, so did the did the, mate, did the mating bond snap when we were, um... when I was a gargoyle? And he's just like, oh, no, the, the, the mating bonds don't exist when you're in the gargoyle form because it, it fades away. He already knew that without doing the research. And she could have gone, wait, if I was there for four months without a mating bond to Jackson, she doesn't. She just completely ignores it. Like it wasn't even part of any information that would be worthy to her. Yeah.
0: She's dumb. She doesn't ask she, the right questions. She asks the stupid ones. Like she's a dumb, dumbhead, dumb, dumbhead, dumb, dumb head. and then she gets even dumber because Hudson's like, he's like trying to pack up, and she's like, she's like, I, I'm not done talking to you, and he's like, no, the library's closing, and then he's like, I'm gonna walk you back to your room. Like, I don't want you to walk me back to my room. Like I can oh, yeah, walk myself. He's also like trying to ar-
1: arguing with a feminist.
0: It's like come on. Yeah, it's 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 to the point where he just wants to talk to her alone and be able to continue the conversation, but it, at that point she's taking it as like he, she's almost assuming that he's coming at her like Jackson would, like she is taking what she knows about Jackson's behavior, how he thinks that she's incapable, and she is assigning that to Hudson. When Hudson knows that she's more than capable of walking back to her room on her own, he just wants to be able to continue their conversation, which she asked about. Which is fair enough on both sides. Like, she's trying to protect herself, but
1: surely she'd have learned from the days when she was with Hudson in her head that that's not how he works. But she doesn't. She immediately assumes the worst of him. Yeah. And she does say, like, I am scared. And he's like, of me? Really? And I'm like, you literally just told a werewolf to turn and fuck the fuck off. And he did. And then when she asked you how you did that, you said, because I'm scary. And then she goes, I'm scared of you. And he goes, what? What? That's crazy. (laughs) No way. He is a little bit dumb sometimes. But yeah, the reason for her strop and the reason for her brattiness was so uncalled for. So uncalled for, but I'm living for it at the same time because some of the... I think there's a fine line between her being a bitch but also flirting with him, and the flirting is the bits that I'm enjoying. Um, When she's a statue as well, like, she says that she, <laughs> she can... F- <laughs> She says, I gasp because I can feel Hudson deep inside me. And I was like, uh." (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when she comes out and he's like, that was the most immature use of your powers I've ever seen. And she goes, no, 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 no. An immature use would have been turning you to stone. And I was like, yes, that's funny. That's funny. Bratty gets your point across and you also win the argument and leaves him like flopping like a fish.
0: Like, uh, uh, what do I even say to that? But the reasons for it was stupid. Amber woke up this morning and cho- chose chaos. <laughs> did I? Yeah. If you like, if I you did. if you like the if you like Grace being a brat, because I don't like brats
1: normally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very no. You do as you're told. <laughs> <laughs> don't read Den of vipers then. Oh no, I I hate it when people pretend to be a brat, and it just makes me feel very very un- uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. Which is, I know is the whole point, but I'm like, no, 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 no. You'll get punished for real. Like, he might leave you. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I don't know because it all depends. Because people sometimes try and be bratty and then don't consider that the person they're with might not actually be what is known as a brat tamer. They might be like, "No, I'm I'm not down for this. I don't want sass in my life <laughs> unless it's funny. Unless it's funny, sass sometimes is very annoying, and men don't have a time for it sometimes. Like I I just want to have an easy life. I don't want someone fighting every step of the way.
0: Unless you're a female so that's dom. The con- which that would be even worse. A, 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 like if you're a female dom and you've got like a male brat.
1: Yeah. I just I, I I don't I don't understand the dynamic. I can I can see people having it and enjoying it, and I'm like, yes, cool, but I'm gonna stay over here and behave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, do you want to get into spoilers? Yes. They're all yours though. Woo-woo <laughs> woo. We, 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 we. So,
1: there is a bit in the Catmere Insider's Guide <laughs> where Hudson is talking about the way that Macy plays chess.
0: <laughs> She's just awful at it. She's, <laughs> they use it, I think that they use it as a way to talk while they're able to do kind of something else you know what i mean like it's a good Mm -hmm. way for hudson and macy to talk and connect
1: yeah i I just it just reminded me because i wasn't aware that they played chess and when i was reading the insider's guide like because that was such a passing comment in that one chapter that i don't think gets brought up again
0: no but apparently it's something that they get together to do
1: like all the time and uh yeah apparently macy just makes moves up <laughs> <laughs> yeah she is and, uh, yeah i was just imagining like their exchange now i've read the cat Mears inside inside this guide and now know that she's really bad at it their exchange like their conversation over breakfast or dinner was it dinner D- uh yes yeah uh their break their dinner kind of conversation makes even more sense to me. And it just, just it, I love it. It's great. Yeah.
0: So, so that was, that was one of my, my things. The next <laughs> one's a big one. So if you guys haven't yes. read court yet, then definitely leave now. Yes. Um
1: Buckle in guys. So big theory. <laughs> we both, we both know that of the two colors for a mating bond, Jackson's would definitely be black, right? It would never be green. Why is green even in
0: the discussion? Yeah, and I always pictured it as, like, a green and black, like, kind of twist, like, the, like two threads kind of like twisted cable. together. A couple people have said that it's, like, gradient, like it turns from black to green, but that's not no. how it's described. They're, like, kind of, like, No, I'm woven. imagining, like, a plait. Yeah, yeah. Like a
1: braid. Yeah. um, And I was thinking, like, now... Grace has like broken the mating bond and everything. The first time she goes into being a gargoyle in this, the library scene with Hudson, she notices this green string for the first time. If she's always been a demigod, that string would have always been there because she would have just noticed it. Um, cause she was going through in the laundry scene. She goes through all of them. She knows what every single one means. Um, the only thing that's changed is Jackson's bond has been broken, which would have removed just the black. So I was thinking maybe Jackson's black bond was wrapped around the green demigod string, and that was how she attached it, so that it was never actually its own bond. It was
0: attached to one she already had. That's my theory. Oh, so maybe... Maybe in order to create the bond, maybe the blood letter had to attach that fake bond to her demigod string. And that's would have how she would
1: have had access to it. Yes, yeah. Because it would be the bond that she would have already been able to be intimate with. Like, she knows how to do it. So therefore, she would have been able to just go and like almost like twine Jackson's mating bond around it. What if that's... And then I was also thinking... Oh, go ahead. Go go on. (laughs) Um, And I was also thinking, like, what happens when you take, like, that part of the string off? It's not its own bond. It's not like you've just cut it. It's been severed. It's, like, been peeled away, like, ripped out because it was attached to something for so long that when it's been removed, it's half of something. And that would make sense with like the soul of Jackson, he's he's lost it. Yeah. Because he had something that was very um concrete and and something to like attach himself to. Um, because the way that Jack the way that Grace describes these strings, it's never something that joins the two people together. It's always based on the eye colour of the person she has the bond with or like the vibrance, the aura of whoever she's with. It's never about grace. So I was thinking like the black would literally have just been him with the demigod. There's, it would be a one way street. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also wondering, because she's the only one that actually describes them like strings as well. So maybe she's the only person that that could have happened with?
0: Because she's the, yeah, she's the, she's the one case where any of this has happened. And, and my thought was that, you know, up until, I mean, she's, she's aware that she has a green string, but up until her bond with Jackson is broken, she's never touched, brushed, gone near the green string by itself until that bond is broken. So maybe she couldn't even channel those demigod powers without breaking the bond to Jackson. And maybe that was intentional. Yeah. Like she wasn't supposed yeah. to access those powers. No.
1: And she she brushes against them when she um, is kind of leaving the statue and nothing really happens yeah. That we know of. But yeah, I was just I was just thinking like she was channeling like energy down the bond um when Hudson was draining Jackson and it worked fine. So it must have been an actual connection to him. It wasn't like a fake one. Well, we just pretended that you had a bond. Yeah. But now, instead of, like, there being, like, I feel like if she had gone into herself, she would have gone, I've reached for the place where Jackson's bond would have been, and it's gone. But she's like, all of a sudden, I see this glittery green string, and you're like, hmm. Um, And then Jackson, uh, not Jackson, Hudson brings it up, I think, in the same scene. He starts talking about, it's like, well, so you know how, like, the mating bond was green and black,
0: Do you think he's aware like like does does because we have to assume that everybody has their own set of strings that they use it's not just grace like Hudson probably has his own little set of strings but do you think that because they're mates they're aware of each other's or if he's aware of them because he was in her head.
1: I think he's aware of them because he's in her head but no one else refers to them as, as strings. That's
0: true. Maybe it's like but, more of a, an, a like an interpret like a personal interpretation of what she's yeah. seeing.
1: Yeah, and the way that she describes it as well that she's she's got bonds with multiple people. Like, if the strings exist that she
0: can channel energy, surely she can channel energy to Macy if she wanted to. Because she said Macy has a pink her own string, a pink string. Yeah, everybody, all of her friends, her relationship with her like dad, I think, is like brown, like. Everybody has their own color. I wonder what would happen if she grabbed the one, like, connected to her dad. Like, I'd be just, I don't know. I'd be strumming them like a guitar, like, trying to figure out, like, what they all do.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that that would be an interesting theory, is that uh, he was attached to her demigod string rather than a bond was created. That would make sense. Um And the other thing is that... Both Jackson and Hudson were very aware and very conscious of the bond snapping into place. But both times, Grace misses it. Well, she's
0: unconscious like when, on, the, on the first. Well, she's one.
1: unconscious when, when the Hudson happens. But yeah. when Jackson happened, it, it, she wasn't. It was just like a, oh.
0: But she wasn't aware of what mating bonds were at the time. She knew something it, happened. Like, sh-
1: But everybody describes this as like this earth-shattering moment, but nothing changed for her apart from all of a sudden she's like, oh, this guy is, I can't stop thinking
0: about him. I need to
1: touch his face. (laughs) Yeah, like it's a very strange thing that like, uh, um, is it something that because she already has multiple bonds, that it doesn't seem too much of a, a, a thing to her because it's just one more string attaching to her? Oh but it does also make me very aware of the fact that Jackson's very aware of that the bond begins but if it's wrapped around the string it might just have been him connecting with that string like the like almost like a magnet to the end of the string but because he had always alri- always been there as her destiny on that string that she didn't feel it because it was nothing new. Like he just kind of she,
0: piggybacked.
1: Yeah. And that like the only reason that she kind of felt differently about him was because he had established the circuit. He'd, he'd completed the circuit.
0: Yeah, because she wasn't even really aware of the strings until... The laundry scene. Until the laundry scene, yeah. Like they were there. She just, she had no awareness of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was happy that 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 was my my theory as I was going through. And then that's like piggybacking onto that. I was like, okay, Nessa. Now, so now we know that the blood letter intended for this to happen. She intended for the bond to break. Surely, why would she have been okay with Jackson or Grace to not, like not have a soul anymore? She couldn't have known that Hudson was still like alive. Um, Or that he would have bonded with her immediately and saved her. Um, She's like, put all this hope on this teenage girl, and yet, like, she could have died at any point. Like, Cyrus could have killed her with one bite had Hudson not read one page somewhere. Hmm. Like, she's she's put all of her faith in this this idea that's like, well, I I needed this to happen, and is everything's very stringent on these events happening in the correct order but she doesn't seem to be like very good at like puppet stringing the rest of it
0: yeah because she's she's opening like i'm i mean unless she's trying to be respectful of the fact that like jackson is trying to make a choice because i'm assuming that she sees jackson kind of as a son so maybe it's like he's asking to break this because he's unhappy and she's like okay maybe unless she knew that he wouldn't actually do it like once he had it hmm this whole scene have you watched do you watch stranger things
1: i did i watched the first two seasons and then i just, I, I i ran out of
0: energy <laughs> oh well this this isn't a spoiler um to to anybody who hasn't watched the last season, but there was totally a moment that reminded me of the mating bond, like spell because 11 leaves Mike a note that says that she's like gone to, she's left, but she's gone to be a superhero. And he takes the note and he like crumbles it up and throws it in a trash can. And of course, like the wrong people end up, going into the house and finding the note in the trash can of Eleven saying, I've gone to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, "That that is, I, I'm drawing a parallel.
1: Uh, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So th- there's, those are my weird theories that I, I came up with just from today's chapters. I mean, maybe some other things will jump out to us as we're reading more. Oh, I'm sure they will.
0: Like, oh, damn it, I forgot that happened kind of things. Well, guys, let us know what you think about the theories in the Crave the Book podcast tea room on Facebook because that's where we're going to be doing all of our fun discussions and maybe maybe eventually we'll do some games and stuff in there. We've got quite a few members, so don't be afraid to post anything Crave- related in the group you can you can use that group to post whatever you want as long as you put like spoiler warnings and stuff so um guys thanks so much for listening and thank you to everybody who joined the group who entered our giveaway thank you to lucy smith our giveaway winner we'll try to do some more of these very very soon um and, and we're trying to work out some ways to maybe be able to create some, like, funding opportunities so that you guys can help us to hopefully fund even more giveaways. Because we would love to do them all the time, but they are quite expensive. And we want to be able to do more of them, but we also don't want to go broke. So, <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ba-ba.